This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day because, well, today is Thursday. And if you're working right here in Sharjah, that means your weekend is about to start. But ladies and gentlemen, this is Future Talk with me, Hannibal Qais, and Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. And ladies and gentlemen, for today, we're going to be talking about the UAE's new space center, now, the chief does set out a vision for more astronomic missions. Now, we do know that the UAE has been very prominent when it does come to space and space exploration. And it dates back to when the Hope probe went to Mars, the atmosphere of Mars. And now we're looking at more, uh, you know, visions for the UAE and when it does come to space travel. Yes, indeed. And we are talking all about Google as well today because Google's Fitbit has been recalled. And anyone who has a Fitbit needs to be a little bit more aware of their latest burn hazard. Which Fitbits are impacted? We're going to give you all those details in just a few moments. Yes, and when it does come to Instagram, we're looking at auto-generated captions to videos now. Uh, again, this does look like a steal from TikTok, as TikTok has had, you know, auto-generated captions for a while now, or better known as subtitles. So we're looking at, you know, Instagram ripping that off from TikTok too. Yes, indeed. And we're talking all about today the iOS 15.4. The new beta version has been released. It has very cool features, but you shouldn't download it just yet. What are those features and why should you wait out on it a little bit more? We're going to give you those details in just a little bit. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the new tech that can read your body language without cameras, and that is coming straight out of Google. Now, fun fact, the number one way of communication or understanding someone's communication is reading their body language. Body language plays a very big role in communication and if you master body language you master communication 4215 let us know your guys thoughts we are taking a short break but when we come back we're talking all about the uae space sector daily digital news bits and bytes connect our world the UAE has always had its eyes on outer space, and this year and the upcoming years are going to be very, very exciting when it comes to space explorations and different space missions that the UAE government has had in mind. Now, the UAE Space Center has always been the main hub that tries to plan all these astronaut missions and make sure that everyone heading to space is well prepared. Salam Al- Salam Al-Mirri, who is actually the Director General of Dubai's Mohammed Bin Rashid Space Center, actually mentioned in December that they're going to be collaborating with other other nations around the world to explore outer space and we cannot wait to see what the future has in store for us yes now he did speak of his plans for all four members of the nation's astronaut corps to be given the opportunity to travel into space now he did quote that i think the country is definitely focused on building exploration missions human space flight earth observation and remote sensing satellites now he also did mention that we have four astronauts and our objective is definitely to fly all of these astronauts and make sure they have meaningful and long duration missions. Now, engineers have built the Arabs world's first moon mission that the Space Center does hope to launch this year. And it is a part of a long term moon exploration program that Mr. Al-Marri does want to develop, which would involve multiple rovers and orbiters. 
Yes, indeed. Engineers have definitely been the first people to build the world's first moon mission, and the Space Center hopes to launch it very soon this year. There are also a lot of long-term moon exploration programs that Mr. Al-Marri has been talking about. They want to develop it, and it's going to involve multiple rovers and orbiters that will be circulating in outer space. Now, it is very important that the UAE has a lot of local space expertise, and that's exactly why they've actually been depending more and more often on Emirati engineers to help secure local partners when it comes to space exploration instead of depending on foreign ones, even though there are a lot of previous missions where we have seen collaborations with SpaceX um, when it comes to, or even Blue Origins when it comes to funding and helping out with these space missions. They want to have an ecosystem of suppliers, supply chain, but also local supply chain manufacturers and companies that they can work with so that they can make sure that all the projects go ahead and become executed right on time. Yes, again, we are looking at, you know, big advancements when it does come to space, uh, you know, exploration area right here in the UAE. And again, that would be leading the Arab world as, you know, UAE is the first to do it and they're leading the Arab world. Obviously, we will look at, you know, other countries in the region following suit and going again with the space center or space exploration in general. And maybe we'll have our own type of, you know, Arab, uh, you know, space exploration force or task force that is tasked with, you know, moon missions, Mars missions. And maybe even one day we all have a type of, uh, you know, um, compound on Mars with all of us Arabs. Who knows? 4215, let us know your guys' thoughts. But we are taking a short break. And when we come back, we're talking all about Google's Fitbit and how it has been recalled. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about a burn hazard. And, uh, you know, right here on Future Talk, we always give you what is happening latest in the tech world. And lately, we've been looking at Google's Fitbit and how they have recalled the 1.7 million smartwatches. And that is over a burn hazard. Now, Google-owned Fitbit is recalling its iconic smartwatches due to a burn hazard. And the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission has announced that just yesterday now. About 1 million Lonic watches have been, or Onic watches, have been sold in the U.S., along with nearly 700,000 sold internationally. So we're looking at all of them, so 1.7 million in total. And in the U.S., we're looking at 115 reports of the battery in the watch overheating, with 78 reports reporting of burn injuries. Now... Uh, mm, makes gonna, you happy that you don't have a Fitbit? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not, not happy. But, mm. you know, I think these 78 reports are 78 potential lawsuits because, I mean, if I felt that my watch is heating up and burning, I would have taken off. So yeah. for you to, you know, wait for a third degree burn and or second degree burn, and that means the watch has been on you for quite some time. But, you know, I'm just going over the stereotype in the U.S. that everyone's looking to make a quick buck and sue the biggest company on Earth. So maybe, you know, it's burning people. Maybe it's not. But, you know, I, I do believe it's overheating, but not to that extent where it's burning people, giving them third degree burns. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be too surprised if it is because we definitely heard of stories in the past of phones overheating, some of them even blowing up and burning up. Um, some people do like to wear their Fitbits or even fitness watches during the night so that they can track their sleep, which... I personally don't. I know you don't either. And, and I don't recommend it because at the end of the day, it still signals that you're attaching to your body, regardless of whether it's for a good reason or not. So 
With these lithium-ion batteries that we find in smartwatches, we do know that there is the issue that they could potentially overheat, which would cause the burns in general. But the devices are currently being investigated and there will be a refund given to those seven to eight cases. It's a refund of about $300 and a discount code for 40% off to selected Fitbit devices. So kind to kind of make it up for these customers and to make sure that things don't go out of proportion in a way. But at the same time, I do feel like this is going to be kind of a wake-up call for Google and their Fitbit watches so that they can go ahead and, and kind of look over what is a way that they can maybe use a different type of battery that wouldn't overheat as quickly and wouldn't cause such burns. Or at the same time, is it is it okay to wear it at all times? Or should we give the watches a break apart from just taking them off to charge them? Yes, again, we are looking at, you know, these reports and obviously, uh, you know, it's not a game when someone, when people are getting hurt when using mm-hmm. your product. And again, you know, Google is taking the right step in recalling these Fitbits now. It might be a little bit costly to Google, as you know, these devices are $300, and we're talking about 1.7 million of these devices, so mm-hmm. it's pretty expensive. But, you know, at the same time, this is just a game of, you know, uh, well, consumer products. But again, you know, we are looking at Google taking the right step, recalling these devices, giving, you know, the 78 people or 115 people that got hurt by these devices a refund. I do believe that, uh, you know, the 1.7 million other people are not going to get a refund, but they mm-hmm. might get their d- device replaced. And, you know, Google will work from there to fix their wrongs. Now, Google in 2019 did announce that it was acquiring Fitbit for around 2.1 billion US dollars at a fully diluted equ- uh, equity value. Now, the deal was closed later that year and has been, t- been ha- meant to help boost Google's presence and the wearables market. And let me tell you, you know, I'm not a Fitbit fan, but you know, Fitbits are pretty good, and a lot of uh, you know big fitness enthusiasts use it. So they're cheap as well, no? They're cheap. Yeah, I mean, three hundred dollars is not really cheap, but you know, <laughs> it's it's they have a lot of options mm. for for you to get. If you want the fifty dollar, you can get the fifty dollar. If you want the seventy, you can get the seventy. True. It's not like uh, you know the Apple Watch where it's set at a uh, you know uh, premium price. But ladies and gentlemen, let us know your guys' thoughts. Four two one five. We are taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about Instagram. Now, once again, they're ripping something off of TikTok. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Pulse 95. What's worth a click and download? Omnia, tell us what's worth a click and download. (laughs) Instagram has definitely been my favorite when it comes to clicking and downloading it. I'm guessing everyone tuning into us right now probably has it downloaded on their phone but if you've always been the type of person to watch reels or stories on silent you know you don't want to turn the music on or the the audio on loud now is your golden chance to be able to do that because they are adding auto-generated captions to videos and these captions will be on by default just a couple of weeks ago or maybe a month or two ago, we actually saw Instagram allowing us to transcribe or add captions to Insta stories. And that was a great feature to have because then you can watch videos silently and you'll still be able to understand exactly what the influencer or content creator is saying. But now these captions are also coming to official video posts. And I think it's going to be welcomed by a lot of users. Yes, 100%. This does, you know, uh, ease the accessibility for a lot of people, whether or not you do have hearing impairments. I personally like any type of content, any type of video to have captions or to have subtitles. It just helps me, you know, go along much, much easier. And, uh, you know, 
sometimes people have different accents. Sometimes have people have, uh, you know, different ways to say things. So you don't understand everything most of the time or not most of the time. Sometimes, for example, data, data, you know, some people mm. you know <laughs> differentiate it differently. But we are looking at, you know, how captions have been a long time coming. And uh, TikTok has also introduced an auto caption just last April and did say the captions will be on by default for creators on the platform. Now, prior to this announcement, creators did have to manually add captions to their videos, and that was a very time-consuming workaround. And let me tell you, it is very time-consuming as I haven't done it for anything Instagram-related, but in the past, uh, you know, during university years and during my beginning of my internship, I used to, you know, do captions and subtitles for, you know, 14-minute videos. And let me tell you, that is very time-consuming, and is. you have to get, you know, the sound correct with the with the with the with the caption and the audio. It's, it's a lot going into it. So, for these auto captions to be coming out, and you know, the AI does it so quickly and so easily, and then obviously, if the AI doesn't pick up on something, you know, you can just edit it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, again, we're looking at this being a very huge thing for the platform. Absolutely. And just like you mentioned, it's going to be amazing for people of determination, especially those who are hard of hearing or deaf. It'll allow everyone to be able to enjoy the platform without having any issue or any barriers. Now, the captions will be available in selected languages right at the beginning of the launch. However, in the coming months, the company does expect to expand to almost all languages out there, as well as increase the quality of the captions. So you, as the AI starts to learn how to place those captions and how to get the time and uh, pictures in sync, it's going to become a lot more seamless and you won't even notice that there are captions because your eye will just get used to seeing the words as you hear them while playing any video. Yes, and uh, you know, captions do, does make me feel like the video is a little bit more interactive. So oh, you know, yeah, same. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like just sitting and watching something. I like to <laughs> read the captions or read the subtitles, and you know, that's one of the main big reasons why I don't like watching cinemas uh, or going to the cinemas because uh, you know. The captions are in French and Arabic, so I want to <laughs> see some English captions, man. I want to, you know, read along to whatever's being s- said. So again, you know, this is going to boost engagement by a very, 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 very big basis. And, you know, it will make more people spend more time on the application, 100%. Because, again, interactiveness, the number one thing as any type of, uh, you know, content creators, you want to make your content interactive whether it's subtitles captions or questioning the 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 audience itself whoever's watching the video or having a very 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 good hook so you know instagram does acknowledge that and uh, you know instagram did rip it off of tiktok and again tiktok is becoming the trendsetter and the trend maker so again we might be looking at you know instagram maybe still competing with tiktok even though i do believe <laughs> that tiktok is going to blow instagram right out of the park Oh, I have no doubt about that. There's also going to be increased engagement, I believe, with this new feature because content creators can now interact with a larger variety of people. Barriers won't be there when it comes to communication. And that means people are going to be spending a lot more time on Instagram than they ever did before, especially if they're using the platform. Siri is also barding into Mm. the conversation, especially if, um, let's say, you're using it in an outing, in the middle of a meeting, even though you shouldn't be. You'll still be able to understand what is being said, even if you don't have the sound on. Let us know your thoughts. How excited are you for this brand new auto-generated caption feature that Instagram is launching? 4215, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about how... 
tech can now read your body language. And we all know how important body language can be when it tells us the characteristics of any person that we meet for the very first time. Check this out. Check this out. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about new technology that can read your body language, and it's all done without cameras. Now, the number one way to read someone's body language is, you know, using your eyes, or in this case, when it does come to technology, using your camera. But Google's new tech can do all of that without the use of cameras. Now, what if your computer decided not to blare out a notification jingle because, you know, it noticed that you weren't at the desk, so why would it be notifying you if you're not there? Or what if your TV saw you leave the couch to answer the front door and automatically <laughs> paused Netflix and then resumed playback when you sat back down? And what if our computers took more social cues from our movements and learn to be more considerate companions. And that is the new world that Google does want to bring to you. Now, it definitely sounds futuristic, but also perhaps a little bit invasive because the computer would be watching your every move. In my opinion, this would be perfect to have, especially if you're watching Netflix and you pass out or just fall asleep without you noticing because your, your TV or your computer should notice on its own and turn off the show that you're watching immediately. Now, instead of using a radar, what the new uh, technology is going to be including is relying on a camera to see where you are and what you're doing. So Google's advanced technology and products products division that is better known as ATAP has actually decided that they're going to be creating more touch sensitive gadgets. This is not the first time that we've seen Google use such gadgets that have what we know or what we call as spatial awareness because back in 2005 uh, or 2015 sorry Google actually unveiled a new sensor that can use radars, electric magnetic waves to pick up on precise gestures and moves and that was actually known as solely so it was actually helping different gadgets kind of acknowledge that let's say you have moved out of the frame so they'll readjust the camera um, without having you to physically touch your smartphone and it was actually deeming to be very helpful and very resourceful but watching your every move that kind of I think creeps a lot of people out Maybe, you know, because, uh, again, I think that is a great point you have, Omni, and that's why, you know, Google has said, you know, let's just use these sensors or radars, you know, to track it. Instead of, you know, basically having a camera on you, that's not, you know, pleasing as well to have uh, a camera on you all the time. So, mm -hmm. you know, looking at the solely sensor and, you know, it's being used in this new round of research. But, again, you know, maybe some people are not comfortable without with even being on a radar I don't believe it's a big deal for me, you know, mm -hmm. radar, it's fine, doesn't know how I look, it just senses my presence. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're using, you know, these sonar radars to understand where you are, or in this case, these solely sensors. And, you know, most of the research is based on proxemics and the study of people using space around them to mediate social interaction. So as you get closer or as you go farther, it will acknowledge that and kind of like a perimeter mm. between you and whatever the device is. Yes, indeed. They're also going to be used in devices like Google Nest, which will help detect people that are moving around and near the devices in a video that it will be recording. So solely radars or machines are actually very heavily dependent on deep learning, which is used in many of the devices that we call as social aware so one of those would be Alexa let's say Google's Nest 
uh, it would actually be able to tell what it is that you're doing without you having to say a single word. Waving a hand, turning the head, distance from the devices, the pace that you go on or how fast you move, and even the position of your body in relation to the devices. And if, if you're a bit creeped out by the concept, just think of your very own Apple Watch. When you're working out, when you're walking, when you're running, it kind of tells when you're working out and when you aren't, which helps it to kind of go with the speed with your workout. So if let's say you stop moving for quite some time, it'll pause the workout and ask you if you're still working out or not. So these radars and sensors are honestly in everything that we use, but now they're making headlines as Google decides to install them in even security cameras that we've had in our homes before. Yes, and again, you know, it's just, you know, uh, it's, I don't believe it's a big deal, but some people, you know, they're a little bit paranoid. Very. Yeah, when it does come to, you know, surveillance in a type of way, even though you're not being surveilled, you're just being, you know, censored. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a difference if you ask me, but the question is up to you. 4215, ladies and gentlemen, would you like something like this in your home? I wouldn't mind at all, Omnia. Uh, I don't think I'd mind. All right. I mean, we got <laughs> two that say they don't mind. Let's see what you guys have to say. 4215. But we are taking a short break. And when we come back, we're talking all about iOS 15.4 beta and what it has for us. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? iOS 15.4's beta version is finally out, and even though we don't have an official release for the non-beta version, we're definitely excited for a brand new version of the iOS 15 that is bringing with it a lot of new features. One of them being a gender-neutral voice option for Siri and anti-stalking alerts for AirTags coming a little bit closer to us finally, especially for those who've had the AirTag and have been a little bit weary of using it. Now, we've also seen new emojis being introduced with the iOS 15.4, as well as updates to the Face ID and the long-awaited arrival of Universal Control. Yes, now as the name does imply, iOS 15.4 is the fourth major update to iOS 15, which did launch with the iPhone 13 in September. Now these updates, which did start with December's iOS 15.1 release, have added more features to Apple's iPhone operating system and even updated existing ones. Now iOS 15.4 will follow suit iOS 15.3.1, which was released earlier this month, and that was done to patch a security vulnerability in iPhones and iPads. Now, the number one question is, uh, when is the iOS 15.4 release date? Now, Apple has not yet announced a release date for the iOS 15.4, but we could see the update at Apple's rumored March event, that which will be on, I believe, March 8th. Now, we should also look out for iOS 15.4 RC or release candidate version of the beta, and these are typically the last versions of the, of the beta before the public launch. So, March 8th, we are looking at a mini Apple event happening, and uh, mm -hmm. obviously, right here on Future Talk, we will be covering it and giving you all the details about it and what to look out for. Yes, indeed. It's actually speculated that we're going to be seeing a brand new iPad released by Apple, as well as a cheaper, or at least uh, on more of a budget-conscious level, iPhone that will be catering to a lot of those who want the brand new features, but not necessarily pay full price for them. As with every operating system that is released in the beta version, we do advise and recommend everyone to only download it if you have a second device, let's say a second older iPhone that is your 
quote-unquote testing device rather than your primary iPhone because beta releases don't necessarily have the best protection against bugs or um, are completely stable, which means that they're not necessarily optimized. So you would actually notice a decrease in your battery life as well as app uh, instability. So our piece of advice is to wait a little bit before downloading it or to just go ahead and download it on your second phone if you have one. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, let us know your guys' thoughts. Are you excited for iOS 15.4? And we might get a little bit more updates that are interesting about iOS 15.4, but after the Apple event, which is marked on March 8th, we will be giving you guys all the updates regarding it and what to look out for. But ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude Future Talk for today. It is Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. If you're working right here in Sharjah, be happy. You have a long weekend. But right here on Future Talk, we will be seeing you on Monday. But Pulse95 does not stop, whether it's the weekend or it's the weekday. We got shows all seven days of the week. So, ladies and gentlemen, we want you guys to take care and stay safe. Life is beautiful. The weather is not. But 4215, let us know your guys' thoughts. But we will be seeing you guys Monday, same time, same place, only here on Pulse95.